to stop, I have, to, I have three. I have to go with my New England Patriots, especially after this return, this news of the return of Josh Gordon. They freed Flash, and I love it. Josh Gordon is, is assuming he can, hoping, praying that he can play a full season for us. Well, some people like to say that he didn't make a big impact last year. He had 734 yards. And only three touchdowns. Whatever, but three touchdowns. He, if he played just a couple more games, he had a thousand yards. That's a, that's a good season for a receiver. That's production. Demarius Thomas, he was showing flashes last year in Houston. Um, I'm sure you've got to take on that. But he, before he got injured again, that he's got some talent left. Uh, it looks like he's going to be ready to play week one. We don't know what he's going to be, but at the very least, He's another decoy option on the field that's going to spread the field out for everybody, including Julian Edelman, my man, incredible Super Bowl MVP from last year. He's Tom Brady's most reliable guy, probably throughout his entire career. He's probably the guy he's trusted the most. We're going to segue into another thing about Edelman later. But uh, when you add to that, James White, and yes, there's a question of tight end. Ken Watson, I guess, is our best tight end, and I, I don't know if there's going to be any concussion protocol there after that Eric Reed hit from the other night. Uh, Brady looks like he's throwing the ball good. James White's a lot sweet people reliable as fuck. Rex Burkhead's actually a pretty decent receiver out of the backfield himself. And then to go to my number two team, I hate doing it. Fans are annoying as hell on Twitter, not to piss anyone off, but Kansas City Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, a stand-up guy that he is, he's freakishly fast, he's fast as fuck, the guy can move, like you said, he's gonna get open, and Patrick Mahomes, my fantasy quarterback from last year, I loved it, that guy just put up points. He's going to get open, Travis Kelsey. He had to wait until Rob Gronkowski retired until somebody could call him the best tight end in the league. But he, he might be now. I think he probably is now. And Sammy Watkins is still over there. And I've always liked Sammy Watkins, even when he was on the goddamn Buffalo Bills. So Sammy Watkins, to be honest with you, when he played for Clemson in college, I thought he reminded me of Marvin Harrison. He hasn't shown me that in the NFL. But that was my comparison to him when he was coming out in the draft. For my number one team, I have to go with the New Orleans Saints. We talked on your podcast uh, when we were talking NBA about chemistry. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas have extraordinary chemistry together. In three years, Drew Brees has completed 346 455 attempted passes to Michael Thomas. That is a 76% completion percentage for one guy over three years. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. That's a lot of And Alvin Kamara is just, he's great. I love that guy. I wish I could get him in fantasy. And then Ted Ginn. You know, 
he's never been the dominant receiver that I at least thought he could have been coming out of college. I think at the end of his college career, I think he was a Heisman candidate. He's fast, and he's never – he's fast, and he's reliable. He's never been a star, but he's never – He's never been complained about. There's never been any problems with Ted Ginn. He, he does what he needs to do. And Jared Cook is a receiving threat as well at tight end. I, I think the Saints, are, they're going to they're gonna roll again. Drew Brees, another 5,000 yards easily. M- Michael Thomas, I think he's going to come down with anywhere between. He might come, come close to 120 catches this year. Yeah, I like I like the Patriots and the Saints too. They were they were in my top ten. I didn't have I'm not nearly as high yet on the Patriots unless Josh Gordon comes back and he just looks like he never lost a step. Because with the loss of Gronk and with Gordon not being there and Demarius Thomas's Achilles injury, I mean you just don't know. Other than other than a reliable company man Edelman, which I say that as a compliment, not an insult, because I think Edelman is fantastic and I know we're going to talk about him in a minute. I think the Patriots have a lot to prove this <sighs> year. It, you know, post Gronk. You know, can can they can they continue to to ride that ageless wonder of Tom Brady that the Patriots have been blessed with the past de- two decades and and um, go back to another championship? And they have a lot to prove on that receiving floor. The Saints, I, I agree with you. I had them top five. I think they're five right behind the Texans. Um, and I think that Alvin Kamara. I need to see Alvin Kamara in a full season handling the full workload, um, not just having 15 to 20 snaps a game. I need to see him having that full. 30, 35 snaps a game and pulling that workload together. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm not going to question Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and that's probably the biggest dynamic duo out there, right up there with Gronk and Brady. You could compare about how reliable you could trust those two to be able to, to connect. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I think it's a great top three um, that you chose. And, and it could go either way for whoever's top three could be better. It, I, I wouldn't know how to rank those. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I have to ask you this part. You, you questioned if they could keep riding the ageless wonder of Tom Brady. Did you see any of the preseason game, uh, any of him playing from the other night? I saw I saw uh, Brady play, uh, and he went 8 for 11 for 92 yards. I think that was his second preseason game. He was just on a tear. He looked great. Yeah. He, looked, he looked phenomenal. He looked, he looked- Fucking phenomenal! Yeah, exactly. Fucking phenomenal the other night. That he made that one throw to Ryan Izzo over the middle. It was just a shot. Scrambling. He's forty-two years old. It's just amazing. Yeah. He's the goat. That's a conversation for another day. I could go on for that about that forever. But, yeah, um, and I don't. You don't, anyway, you, don't have so to be, you don't have to be slightly biased to think that Tom Brady's a goat. I, I think he's a goat now with all the with, with his championship rings, with his talents, with. How he's still playing the game. I, I remember Brett Favre, and I'm sure you do too. When Brett Favre was rolling out there at 40, he had the gray hair. He was gunslinging. He was turnover yeah. prone. He didn't get out of the pocket. I mean, Tom Brady's doing everything. He, he even was rushing past the line of scrimmage when there was nothing there. Who? I mean, we remember Peyton Manning even just a few years ago. He would he would never get out of the pocket, and when he did, it was like somebody was timing him because it took him forever yeah. to get a couple of yards. Tom Brady doesn't look like that at all. He looks like he's uh, he, now, he doesn't look like he's in his prime, but he does look like he's, what, 34, 35? He still has those legs under him? I mean, he looks good. Yeah. 
And Brett Favre, I, I like that you brought him up. Do you remember that NFC Championship game when he was playing for the Vikings? And he blew the game with that horrible decision, threw that ball right in the covered, mm-hmm. got intercepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And, and I, like, I, I remember following him that year because of how old he was, and he was still throwing the ball like he was a young buck, and he was just taking risks left and right because at that point, what do you have to lose? He was, he was trying to get a championship for a team that was desperate for a right name recognition in a very difficult Bears Packers NFC North and and uh, you know one bonehead move and you you blow the whole game but that was that was how Brett Favre lived his career is I'm going to sling this ball left and right and take risks and kind of like that Patrick Mahomes from last year type of mentality I'm just going to air this ball out and if it lands I'm I'm a superstar and if I don't I you know You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, right. Pause for a second. Right. So, to the next segment. This question I get a lot of shit for on Twitter. I asked this one. I've debated it. I think it. What do you think about Julian Edelman, future Hall of Famer at the end of his career? Here's my short answer. Yes. Here's my long answer. Look at Julian Edelman's career and tell me he doesn't look like a Hall of Fame receiver with the amount of clutch plays he has had in the NFL wearing the New England Patriots uniform. Now, does he have seasons where you're like, did he play that year? Yes. Do we fault players because of their injuries? Unfortunately, in the NFL, yes, you do. But postseason I cannot think of a more clutch or better tandem duo than Tom Brady and Julian Edelman it's not Tom Brady and Gronk it's Tom Brady and Julian Edelman Julian Edelman finds a soft spot in the zones he's helped Tom Brady if not been a crutch for Tom Brady in very desperate situations he had that terrific catch in the playoffs that sealed the game for them um just what was that is that last year or two years ago three years ago he had that clutch catch yeah yeah so uh, which one yeah exactly exactly so he has the rings so I'm a big I'm a big believer that the rings and the talent together are what makes a hall of fame ballot or a hall of fame first ballot or or just get them into a hall of fame resume I believe he has the rings he has the talent he has the stats he has the postseason stats I think it's a no-brainer I don't believe he'll be first ballot because of his regular season stats because of his injuries but I do believe he gets in yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he's definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a late entry. He'd be debated over for years. And like you said, it's the clutch moments. It's there are three Super Bowls. Three Super Bowls now that you couple of them with two of the greatest Super Bowls ever played. But you cannot talk about these games, these historic games, without mentioning the name Julian. Fucking Edelman. Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl 49, the Legion of Boom. One of the all-time great defenses in this league. Everyone forgets about what happened before that insane Seahawks drive and that insanely lucky Jermaine Curse catch. And the decision, or 
to not run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler intercepts the craziness there at the end. People forget the fourth quarter, the Patriots is down by 10 points. Tom Brady paying his Mona Lisa in the fourth quarter. Julian Edelman had nine catches for 109 yards and one touchdown that game. That one touchdown was a game-winning touchdown with two minutes and two seconds left on the clock. People forget that that happened because of the craziness at the end of that. Then you go to the Atlanta game. They go down 28-3. to Julian Edelman comes out, comes out the tunnel at halftime, and the first thing he says is it's going to be a hell of a story. He never thought they were down. He never thought they were out. Numbers aren't exactly crazy. Five catches, 87 yards, no touchdowns. With a long reception, 27 yards. That 27-yard reception, we all remember. Because how the hell can you forget about that one? Hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how, who makes that catch? He elevated his game. He elevated his game at the highest moment, at the biggest moment. He elevated his game to above what it was, and that's what Hall of Fame players do. When we talk NFL Hall of Fame, we talk championships. We talk clutch. It's not all about the numbers. It's never been all about the stats. I got Giants fans who argue every year for Steve Casker to finally make the Hall of Fame. Well, fucking Steve Casker deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. And I actually think he might. But you can't tell me Julian Edelman does it. Yeah, that'd be hypocritical. By far hypocritical. Yeah. Extremely hypocritical. And think of Terrell Davis, great running back. But what do we remember the most about Terrell Davis? Sorry, Stevie, there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, I lost what do you, you there remember? For a what do you remember the most about Terrell Davis? Me personally, Terrell Davis, he's a champion. Yeah, he's a champion. You remember his Super Bowl MVP game? That's when right. He ran over everybody. I mean, John right. Elway needed the help. I have to give John. John Elway was a great quarterback, and he needed Terrell Davis. He earned that award. Well, That's Julian right. Edelman got himself a Super Bowl MVP award last year. And that was a defensive game. That nobody, that, that nobody saw coming. I didn't. I thought that was going to be a shootout the entire way. I think um, Julian Edelman is the opposite of the rule, where you say, "Okay, he doesn't have the stats that that scream Hall of Fame." But if you put a human highlight role on Julian Edelman's clutch plays and career, you would say, "How is this guy not in the Hall of Fame?" And you would look at different situational plays and different scenarios and. I think anybody who's worked with Julian Edelman, I've never heard a bad thing said about Julian Edelman as a teammate, as a player, and definitely haven't heard bad things from coaching staff. They love Julian Edelman. They can't stand to be without him. And, and I think it shows you that the way he plays and the way he's, he comes up big in clutch moments. He could be quiet the entire game, but if you need a catch and you need a score, you put him on the field. And that's the way he'll end his career. And look at the AFC championship game from last year. Those, those three straight, those third and ten conversions in overtime. Everyone knew that he was throwing it to Julian Edelman over the middle for exactly ten yards. Tony Romo even said it. Both plays, Tony Romo said it. Everyone knew it. 
couldn't stop it. I I knew it. So I I knew it looking at the looking at the screen. Tom Brady's throwing that ball right over the middle. Julian Edelman's getting it. He's gonna get that first down. He's gonna move the chain. That's a, that's one of the biggest things he's done. He, the clutch moments. He just he just moves the chains. You know he. He might, he might not, like you said, he might not wow you with the stats in some of these games, but then you look at where these catches were, and it was these third down conversions in the late, the late stage of the game. And you said you brought up situational plays. Do you happen to remember, I believe it was maybe 2014 against the Ravens, the divisional round of the playoffs, Julian Edelman actually threw a touchdown pass? When we were yeah. down scoring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who didn't see the highlights? Yeah, who didn't see the highlights for that? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the double pass, I love that. I do love that play when they draw that up there. And that's, and that's a testament, you know, for how much the coaching staff and how much – how clutch he is. You're going to give him the ball in a situation that you do not do every week and week in and week out that got you there. And you know what? We're going to put the ball in Julian's hands. That's all they said. Exactly. We're going to throw the long ball. Mm-hmm. And, and it, Mm-hmm. Down a couple of scores in a playoff game. Air it out. They said we, that, that yeah. literally said Bill Belichick literally said all we told him was we're putting the ball in your hands. Air it out. We trust you. And what did, what and what happened? He just right? makes the play. It's and you know you look at you talked about why people no one's ever not wanted him on their team. It's because of his versatility, his grit, his determination, and his willingness to do anything for you. He started here. We drafted 2009. We got him undrafted. Came in as a quarterback. He was returning punts for us. It makes a little name for himself in the preseason. He ended up forcing Wes Welker out of town. Wes Welker's a future Hall of Famer himself. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker put amazing numbers here. And I think what he did here and in Denver reinvented the slot position for the NFL. And it gave guys like Julian Edelman a chance to make a name for themselves. Yeah. A guy like Danny Amendola is another guy similar to that. He's had a pretty decent career for himself. Another guy that was clutch as hell here. Yeah, that's a testament to Tom Brady as well. Tom Brady is, is by far has the has that ability to take receivers um, and and make them better and bring out the better parts of their game too. I mean, 